T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 8 o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. Get you aboard on this Friday night, a football Friday night, as we get set for the NFC Championship game Sunday, 3 o'clock. Merrill and Mike and Howard on the call from Lincoln Financial Field as the Eagles are 60 minutes away from a trip to Glendale, Arizona. This will just sound, the more we talk about it, just sounds, it sounds more and more real. But they got to get through the Niners first. Eagles, two and a half point favorites. Let's talk about the game here, the matchup, and we'll even dive into the AFC Championship game. Jason Lockenfora joining us right now. We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, host of the Odyssey Original Podcast in the Huddle with Brian Balder and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Jason, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm, I would ask you how you're doing, but I have a feeling. Everybody in Philly's A-OK right now. Yeah, we're, we're fired up right now, getting ready for a home at NFC title game on, on Sunday. Jason, when you look at this thing and this game, um, Eagles defense, 75 sacks for 18 games. Niners offense line is pretty good. Obviously, Trent Williams is great. Do you think they can hold up, or do you think the Eagles are going to continue to get loads of pressure on a young quarterback? I, I think this is a real tough spot for Brock Purdy. I mean, I, I know he's played at Seattle, and that's tough. But that's a team that the 49ers own this year. And his other road game is in Vegas, and that's basically a home game for the 49ers. Um, the weight of expectations, um, the, the caliber of defense he's going against, the kind of pressure he's likely to be under, I just think it's a real tough ask at this point. And they're winning games with him throwing the ball 19 times a game. I just don't think that script is going to work here. And if you ask him to do more than that, and I think you have to at least try to, then you really run the risk of some mistakes and some some turnovers and some, some game-changing plays. So I, I think it's going to be tough sliding for that young man. And then you add in, you know, McCaffrey clearly hobbled. Uh, Debo, I guess, better off than him, but not 100%. And they gave up a lot of pressure to the Cowboys. And the Eagles don't have that kind of twitch maybe, and speed with their pass rush. But they certainly have more dudes you need to worry about on a down-in, down-out basis than the Cowboys um, can offer. And I just think it's going to be a tall task for Brock Purdy. Jason, when you look at the rosters, and I, I think there's a case we made that the two best rosters in the NFL, obviously the great quarterbacks uh, and the more established ones than, than Jalen, are in the AFC game. But roster-wise, the, these might be the two best teams in all of football. And I saw a ranking a couple of weeks ago, the 100 best players in the league this year. And it was just it was subjective, but it, sure. it was ranking. And 19 of those players are Eagles or Niners. Yeah. Jason, when you look at this game, take away the quarterbacks, because obviously that tilts it. Who do you think has the more talented roster, quarterbacks aside, Eagles or Niners? Well, I, I do think the Eagles are a little more balanced because I think there's an underbelly of that 49ers team um, in the secondary that can be exposed. They just haven't faced a whole lot of teams lately that can expose it. Um, and at other times, you know, Bosa can take games over, but Bosa, I mean, he hadn't looked right to me in about a month. I mean... He had one drive against Seattle, one possession where he pretty much killed the game. I'll give him that. But 
I didn't love them down the stretch, and I, I certainly didn't love them last week. And they're going to have to generate a hell of a lot more pressure in this game than they were able to against the Cowboys. And they're up against a better um, offensive line here. So I, I think if you look at every single position group, and you look at at not just you know the, the what you're talking about the best in the game, but the caliber and, uh, of the backups and the the kind of depth that the Eagles have in the trenches, which is so imperative. Um, I give them the edge, and plus, obviously, they do have a huge advantage at quarterback. So, uh, I I think the Eagles are the better, and they're at home. And look at the Forty ers holding home and road road splits. There's some pretty big differences there, and they haven't they haven't played a road game since like January second. They've really been kind of had all the creature comforts and everything going their way, and I think this is a little different scenario. And then you factor in the health too. And I, I think it, um, I think it could be again an uphill climb for them. Talking to Jason Lockett for Odyssey NFL Insider here, Jason. I'm curious how much of a difference moving forward. Last year was kind of a weird year. It was the first year of the seven playoff teams yeah. and just the one bye. And both number ones lost that first weekend. But now, obviously, both number ones have moved on. Do you think being the one is going to start to be a big advantage because you, you you play one less game like the yeah. in the past it used to be well yeah obviously home field one versus two but they both had buys in the division or you know, in, the, in the wild card round the Niners had to play a playoff game yes. wild card round do you, how big of a deal you think that is well I I mean I I think it certainly matters I mean this is a sport of attrition this is a sport of um you know uh, you 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 you've kind of the meat falls off the bone right and it's who has the most left standing and the Eagles have had to have, you know, played one fewer of those games. And it's not just a, a regular season game against a team that, that, you know, you might be able to wreck at halftime. It's a game where everything's on the line. It's a playoff game. So, And then you factor in, again, cross-country travel. And they've been home a lot, but they've played a lot of football. And then there's also the fact that, like, they had to play that game tooth and nail every snap, do or die, where the Eagles, that thing was over midway through the second quarter. Let's be real. Not that dudes weren't still out there playing football, but, I mean, I think everybody knew game script changed. The idea that we're going to have to deal with Jones and Barkley trying to grind us down, you know what I mean, and playing option football and playing a black and blue game, that was out the that was out the window. It um, was, yeah, and that you know, game, so yeah. Even that, you mm-hmm. know, like that became a finesse game. I thought it was going to be an old school uh, NFC East game, but it wasn't. No, it changed. Jason, it wasn't. I mean, the game early on, and it became just a runaway for the Eagles. Jason, you know, a couple of years ago, the Eagles are, you know, 4-11-1. Doug Peterson gets yeah. fired. Uh, Wentz gets traded out of here. And there was a lot of people in this town who thought this franchise was about to go into a tailspin. And here they are two years later. Uh, they are the only team in the history of the NFL to have two number one seeds, you know, within a six-year period with a totally different coach and quarterback. It's, it's remarkable. Howie Roseman wins executive of the year. What's the perception of him around the NFL, Jason? You know, we know he fell down. He came back. They won a Super Bowl. But now it's almost like this is like act number three yeah. with a whole new cast. No, look, I, I, the body, there's a length and breadth to this body of work now. Um, that shows he's a go-getter. He's progressive. He's forthright. He's hardly infallible. It's impossible to be in that sport. But, you know, you look at the situation, right, the Reger and Jefferson thing, and he owns it, and he fixed it. Um, it, it look, the owner is as good as it gets. Um, they're not afraid to be bold and brash when they have to, and, and letting go of Peterson was certainly that. But it, it 
has proven to be the right move. Um, no, his fingerprints are, are all over everything. And look, I, I do four hours of radio every day in Baltimore, and just go. And we're now five years into this Lamar Jackson thing. And go look at any moment in time, like who is available in any personnel package for Lamar Jackson to throw to the ball to, versus what Jalen Hurts has had the last you know this season. It's it's night and day, and it's one thing to talk about wanting to win Super Bowls and being committed and being all in. And it's another to work your roster year-round to get to a point where they've done what they've done, from waiver claims to what appeared to be small trades to blockbuster trades um, to even the return you get from moving off of a tight end who really wasn't going to be there anymore and the contract was bloated and moving off of a quarterback who had worn out his welcome and wasn't going to be there anymore and the contract was bloated. And you're not just getting – those weren't salary dumps. They, they got assets back. Um, you know, I mean, the Slay trade, like, it's it, – it, there's been a lot of really, really smart stuff um, that's paid dividends probably faster than anybody could have expected. Well, certainly here. We we didn't expect this turnaround this fast. No. I'm with Jason Lockett for Odyssey NFL Insider. Jason, um, did you think Nick Sirianni should have been a finalist for Coach of the Year? I mean, there were a lot of good candidates this year. year. You yeah. know, I mean, this is such a bonkers year. Um you know, where you've got people like Dable coming in cold as a rookie and with with a with a roster that looked god awful, you know, and doing what he did. Um, you know, what Doug Peterson did one year after, you know, Urban Meyer just turned that thing into a total cesspool. Um, you look at Kyle Shanahan winning with all these different quarterbacks and doing what he did with Purdy. You know, there can only be so many finalists, and, and there really were. I, I just It felt like a year where you could go in so many different directions and say, you know, that makes sense. And I do think there'll be three or four guys who don't win it this year who I think in a lot of other years probably would have, but, but there's just a lot of these stories, a lot of these narratives um, where you look at what was expected and what they dealt with adversity-wise or injury-wise, et cetera, and to come out on, you know, of it on the other side, um, it's, you know, it's pretty legitimate. To say nothing of somebody like Andy Reid, you know what I mean, who, like, they traded Tyreek Hill, you know, and, and they've had some bumps in the road. And there they are hosting another, hosting a fifth straight championship game, which you guys know all about. It's unbelievable. Yes, let's get to that game, uh, Jason, because obviously if the Eagles pull this off and win, they'll get the winner of the Chiefs and Bengals. What Are you surprised at how this week has gone with the, with the Mahomes thing? I mean, high ankles are usually yeah. a significant injury, and we've gone from, uh-oh, is he going to play? How bad is it? To, okay, no walking boot. Okay, he's at practice. Oh, he's not even on the injury report right. today. It's kind of crazy just how this week has gone. It is, and the line has swung all over the place with each little piece of, uh, each little film of him walking up uh, two steps to a dais or walking down it or doing calisthenics in practice or whatever. You know, at the beginning of the week when I really dove into this game, started diving into the game, I, I, I originally just wanted to go back and rewatch the games when he was 100%, you know, and, and analyze the statistics and the trends from those games and just kind of cap it as, let me take the ankle out of it. Who do, you know, who do I think wins this game? And I thought it was the Bengals. And I still think it's the Bengals, and I certainly could be wrong. Lord knows everybody is. Um, but I, I, they, they match up so well against them offensively and defensively, and I think they're uniquely equipped to put sort of pressure and tension 
on some of and, and really leverage some of the lesser areas of that roster. Um, and I don't think they care about the road thing. I think they actually get off on it a little bit. And then you factor in, like, I mean, over the course of three hours, it's one thing to practice, run around, nobody knows what he's really doing. You know, you got 11 guys trying to rip your face off for three hours. Like, somebody's going to kick him in the ankle. Someone's going to step on the foot. Like, it's just, it's football. It's inevitable. And I also think Andy Reid, consciously or subconsciously, is probably going to have to tweak some things. I don't think you're going to see him outside the pocket as much. I, I just don't. Um, so I, I like the Bengals. Bengals are the better defense for me. The Bengals uh, are the more complete team. The Bengals have thoroughly outclassed the Chiefs in the second half of these games. Joe Burrow's the best fourth quarter quarterback in the NFL. And I don't like the Chiefs against 11 personnel. I haven't liked it for a while. I don't love their secondary. It's hard for Spags to have to know exactly always when to blitz and when to back off. They've got some issues there. And, and Joe Burrow and 11 personnel, three games against those guys, has a QB rating of 130 with eight touchdowns, no interceptions, 76% completion percentage, just under nine yards um, an attempt. And the Chiefs the last two years against 11 personnel overall, not just the Bengals, regular season and playoffs, have about 55 passing touchdowns, 11 more wow. than any other team in the NFL. They're 27th in the league over those two-year span in opposer passer rating in 11 personnel and 24th in completion percentage. And I could argue that this year's version of their defense is not as good as last year's. So I, I, I think the Bengals are going to be able to run it on them a little bit. I think Mixon's going to feature in this game a little more than you think. And I, I think this is like a 24-21 Bengals game, 23-20, 23-21. I think it's played around there. Let's end with this, Jason. If if you're right, and I tend to be on the same side of you, I think we're going to end up with Bengals-Eagles in the Super Bowl here. If we get that, that means two quarterbacks from the 2020 draft class go head-to-head, and it's Burrow's second trip. So they combined three trips for those guys. Um, Take me back to what you remember hearing about that class. I mean, it was – I don't remember anyone talking about it as if it could be a a great one. And now we have – Let's just go with three. I mean, we'll see what happens with two and the concussions, but we have right. Herbert, who I think yeah. is, is still really good. Uh, yeah. Burrow's the best, and here comes Jalen Hurts. I mean, this could end up as a great, an all-time great quarterback yeah. class. No, I mean, absolutely. Um, look, Burrow, I think, had the it factor, had everything. People were trying to trade for that pick, and Mike Brown wouldn't entertain it. You know, and he lost, you know, Super Bowl to Joe Montana. And he was calling that kid Joe Montana and saying, nobody, you don't trade, you don't trade 24-year-old Joe Montana. You just don't do it. And he refused to do it. And he was right. And I think Joe Montana is the comp for Joe Burrow in a lot of ways. You know, Hurts, I, I think it was like you had seen the Lamar thing start to work, and, you know, and it's like if you commit to certain philosophies and if you start to meet him halfway – and then expand from there, both personnel-wise and schematically in the downfield passing game, you know, you, you can win a lot of football games this way. And it took them, you know what, until, I don't know, six, seven, eight weeks into that first season before they really kind of, I think, decided we got to lean more into where he is right now than some of this aspirational stuff. And since then, they've grown together. Um, I like the kid. I thought the kid could be a winner. I loved his makeup. I loved his demeanor. I loved everything I heard about him, Coach's son, and just a different sort of the way, like the the maturity, the emotional maturity, um, the leadership skills, the passion to get better, the the the, the determination with he played the game, and he fell into the right hands, and it's been a perfect marriage. And both those dudes are, you know, I don't know, a couple months away from. 
uh, generational wealth. Yeah, they are, and they're fun to watch, and it'll be a fun Super Bowl. Jason, always appreciate hopping on. We'll talk soon, and, uh, and of course, have a good weekend. Good night. Enjoy the games coming up on Sunday. You do the same. Thank you. There he goes. Jason Locken for Odyssey NFL Insider. Make sure to follow the In the Huddle. Uh, make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I just go back to that 2020 draft class because, number one, we didn't know the Eagles would draft a quarterback uh, anywhere near the top. They did, obviously, with Jalen Hurts in the second round. And that class, like, I don't remember the buzz about it. It was more buzz about Tua than anything else. I mean, Burrow established himself as the number one pick. He obviously was the right pick there by Cincinnati. But Herbert wasn't hyped. Not really. He was like, oh, yeah, he's interesting coming out of Oregon, but no, he wasn't really hyped at all. And Hertz was looked considered a project. And now you had four guys who played at a, a high level this year. Um, the Tua thing, you see Tua is still in concussion protocol, which is just, he may end up as a Kevin Cobb, but just his career might be over with concussions. But the other three are stars, and two might be in the Super Bowl. And obviously Hertz has the mentality that this city just loves, and I, I can't get enough of it. And a couple days ago you had Sirianni comparing him to Michael Jordan. Here was Hertz today on what that meant to him, hearing his head coach compare him to Michael Jordan. I, I didn't. I didn't really have much of a reaction, to be honest. Um, that's his opinion, you know. I, he's an idol of mine. I love Mike. I love how he, you know, impacted the game. I love how he carried himself in the game. Um, I love the desire to win he had, and you know, I, you know, that's that's a that's a hero of mine. That's an idol of mine. So um, I appreciate the compliment. Uh, I think the Michael comparison is, is obviously whenever you hear that, it's like, what are we talking about? Let me say he got compared to who? I actually think Kobe Bryant might be a better comparison for Jalen Hurts. There's like a, um, it's all they care about. Wasn't that, wasn't that Kobe for all those years? He had an un, un, his desire to get better, his desire to be the best player he could be. I mean, he literally copied Michael Jordan in terms of his moves and the way he played and the way he talked. I mean, he just was relentless in how he worked to become as you know, great of a player as he became, that I, I kind of see some of that in Jalen Hurts. Just the mentality, like that's it, it's all they care about. And it's crazy because I don't think his play style necessarily reflects that either. Like he he has no problem deferring to other players. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play hero ball like the former quarterback who used to be here, or maybe some other quarterbacks around the NFL. He has no problem if you're giving him four, five, six yard slants, he'll take it. If you're taking away his ability to run and allowing him to hand the ball off to Miles Sanders or Kenny Gainwell, he has no problem doing that too. I mean, his obsession with winning and just becoming a, a better quarterback and a, a bigger cog in this offense, I don't know. I just I don't think we've ever seen, especially a quarterback, but an athlete like this just improve from below average to above average to superstar as quickly as he has. No, I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't think of it. I mean, I've never seen a quarterback improve as much in a year. I mean, I, I, I you know, last year I remember talking and saying I, I believed in him. I think he can improve. I, I remember the show we did saying I think he had a, a ceiling of a top 10 quarterback in the league. But, you know, to go from where he was last year, which is, let's say, the 20th best quarterback in the NFL, to a second-team All-Pro behind Patrick Mahomes is is remarkable, I mean, it, it, it just doesn't happen. I mean, it, it really does. And, and, and the times maybe it does, there's pedigree behind it. Like, let's just use the last quarterback that was here, right? He was a rookie. He was fine as a rookie. You know, it was okay. And then he jumped up to play at an MVP level in 2017. But there, he was a he was second pick in the draft. Like, there was an expectation. There was a pedigree. There was a, a ceiling that was supposed to be high. That, that wasn't it with Jalen Hurts. And, and he burst through that. Um 
and he found his way to where he is now starting the NFC Championship game. And I believe he's ready for this. You know, I, I think this is a really gigantic game for Jalen Hurts' career. His, I know it's early. He's 24. His legacy. Like, you know, this is the spot a lot of young players struggle. Now we have a young one on the other side as well, obviously with Brock Purdy. But it's a spot a lot of young players struggle. It's a spot Donovan struggled. You know, you go back and we looked through the numbers the other night. Donovan McNabb's numbers in the NFC wildcard round, the divisional round, they're sterling. His numbers in the NFC championship game are ugly. I mean, not just bad, they're ugly. Donovan, and I know, you know, we could go back to, well, they didn't have wide receivers until they got T.O., was crap at wide receiver, this and that. Don, you, I mean, you can make a fair case that the, the most important player that played poorly in the two home title game losses, 0-2-0-3, Bucks and, and Panthers. It was Donovan. I mean, that's it. And that's why I go back to this with Jalen Hurts. If he plays like we've seen all year, which is really, really at a high level, they're going to win this game. There's no doubt in my mind. If if you turn the TV off, 6.30 Sunday, and you, you could say Jalen Hurts played well, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. And if he plays like crap, they'll lose. Or he plays below standard, below his standard, they'll lose. That they're they're not so far better than the Niners. They could get a bad game out of Jalen Hurts. Two two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's how you hop board. How we come back. One of our favorite segments. One of our favorite blocks of the week. NFL picks. This one should be easy. Only two games. Guess the takes. There should be a lot of those because after the after these wins and losses, there'll be takes flying everywhere next week. And of course, our same game parlay. I've got a lot of thoughts on this one. I mean, we, we may put together a monster same game pro. i got a lot of thoughts on Eagles, Niners, props. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. And um, and we also got a special surprise for you guys at the end that's going to get everyone fired up before the end of this show. 215-592-9494 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. have been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines. There's still time to get in the game with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 of free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up, promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. I would go with the road team in the AFC and the home team in the NFC. Parlay those together on my bet. FanDuel's are your favorite bets. So the money line, a point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay all in that that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. I really like the FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 of free bets, win or lose, with promo code G-I-G-L-I-O. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 